When life bumps up against you, you have the choice to pucker up and put on a sour face or mix it up with ingredients like resilience, persistence, and grace into the delectable concoction only you can serve. We are Greer McVeigh and Whitney Wiley, speakers, authors, and entrepreneurs. We're also sisters, and since we were children, we've made a habit of turning challenges into the lessons and launch paths of our lives. Each week, we'll discuss the recipes that will turn your biggest challenges into the building blocks of the successful and fulfilling life of your dreams. On occasion, we'll include experts and thought leaders who'll join the party and you're always invited to. Join us as we share the sweet highs and sour lows and every drop of life in between. Along with our guests, we help you shake and stir your own lemons into lemon drops. Welcome to the Life, Lemons, and Lemon Drops podcast. Hi, and thank you for joining me for the launch day for the joy of work, Unleash Your Work Joy. So I'm going to be talking with the authors, of some of the authors of the new book, the international best-selling book, The Joy of Work, How Loving Your Life Changes, How Loving Your Work Changes Your Life. And we're going to be talking about their work journeys and some of the lessons that they've learned along the way. And so if you are watching this on YouTube, I want to invite you to like and subscribe to Shifting Into Action's content. So the Shifting Into Action channel invite you to subscribe there. If you are watching on Facebook, you are in the Dream Job and Career Connection at Facebook group. I want to thank you for being a part of that. If you are watching on some other platform and you'd like to be a part of the Dream Job and Career Connection Facebook group, go ahead and uh, jump over there and ask to be in, in a member of that group. And I will certainly let you in. And then on LinkedIn, we are here LinkedIn Live. And so our first interviews are going to be with Shelly Bettner and Leah Hoyer. Again, they are contributing authors to The Joy of Work. And we're doing that, Leah. <laughs> saw Leah on saw Leah on an interview earlier. She's like, "Are we doing that?" Yes, we are. We are doing that. We are being excited about the fact that you guys are international best-selling authors. I know Shelly. Wow. Shelly has um, been on this journey with me in another publication, uh, but mm-hmm. Leah, this is your first time. So how does it feel to be selling selling off? Well, it's uh, kind of amazing, to be honest. And obviously it's a group effort. So, you know, doing this with so many amazingly insightful and talented people um, actually in many ways just makes it even cooler. So, yeah. I, I love that. And, and it's not about, right. It's exciting to be a best-selling author, but it's not really about that for us, right? The fact that we're a bestseller means what people are buying the book, which means we are 
impacting lives. And it's one of the things that I know about both of you is that you are interested in impacting lives. Um, and you both do that in different ways. And so we're going to start by getting to know a little bit about you, and then we'll talk a little bit about your chapters in the book. So Shelly, tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. Um, I'm a copywriter, content marketing specialist. Um, basically like in the jewelry field, travel industry, luxury, um, and I'm shifting into the conscious um, and well wellness um, industry as well. Um, and I am also a photographer, not, not, let's see, getting better every day. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. That's all any of us can ask for, right? So, yeah. Right, right. And Leah, so, tell, us, tell us a little bit about you. Hi, I'm Leah. I normally live in Seattle and I'm in London, so I have tried to find the least weird corner of my hotel room to be doing this from. And so please excuse the shadows and lack of anything behind me. Um, but I am here actually for work. I'm sort of trying to grow my business and do some other things here. Um, and I work now in the video games industry, but I used to be a lawyer, did that for a very short amount of time before deciding I wanted to make cartoons. And wound up working at Disney for, you know, as one does, uh, wound up working at Disney for about a decade, uh, developing animated series for Disney Channel and ABC networks and lots of other things. Um, and then for more than a decade now, I've actually been in the video games industry. And recently, earlier this year, um, started my own video games company. And that is in yeah. part the journey that led me to this chapter. And I'm sure we'll get into that more. But that's awesome. Awesome. So, yeah. Leah, you and I have in common being lawyers. Uh -huh. um, all three of us obviously have in common being writers. Uh, Leah, I know you also are very much into leadership. You are working on a book about leadership. Yes, I'm going to put that out there. Uh, don't know when you will finish it, and, but we're going to put it out there so people know and they yes. will hold you accountable. Um, Please, I would love that. Uh, and yes, it is. It's a book on leadership. And to add to then the sense of accountability and responsibility for this, um, I have worked with too many people, particularly women in my career who deal with imposter syndrome. And it really, it's, it's entitled The Confident Leader. And so much of it is about I think in particular, women tend to even put imposter syndrome on themselves because they're expecting too much um, from what it is that it, they have a misunderstanding of what the world is expecting of them yeah. and oftentimes expect more of themselves. And uh, in general, uh, I think those who are brave enough to think that they have imposter syndrome are not the ones who actually need to be doing the most work. So um, we will yeah. dive into that, but hopefully the draft of that will be done soon and I can share it with folks. So thanks for bringing it up. We are looking forward to it. And I, I certainly know I am. And Shelly, you know, we go back yeah. three years now, right? We were in yep. a book and another 
um, compilation series a few years ago and are a part of a couple of mastermind groups together. Yes. So um, yes. I want to start with you asking, aside from Whitney being your answer, why did you choose? <laughs> because I know you're both going to say, well, because of you. Wait, um, no. Okay. Yeah, Shelly can't say it because I was going to. Is that why? No. Okay. Neither one of you. Neither one of you get to say it. So you have. There. There is another reason aside from I asked you, um, prodded you, or even conjoled conjoled you into doing it. There's another reason that you've done this. Uh, something about the concept of you know, work and joy in your work resonating you, with you. So Shelly, what's the, the reason that you chose to contribute to this project? I uh, finally figured out that I was the problem in all my jobs. Like I've told you before, Whitney, and like we've discussed Leah and Whitney and I in our little writing group and stuff. And I, I feel like this is something that if I can change within me to make my mindset different and my values and everything more aligned with what I do, then anybody can do it. And um, there's so everybody, the, one of the great things about the compilation book is that everybody resonates with somebody else's message. Like my message may not resonate with somebody, but it may resonate with this person over here, right? So I believe that every one of us telling our story is important because somebody else may be in a position. And like you said, you know, like the reason that we don't like our jobs, it's our fault. <laughs> um, it's not that we haven't had maybe good jobs or we haven't had maybe some bad examples of leadership, uh, you know, as an example, like Leah just said, like in our in in the jobs that we've had. But the reason I chose to do that and to write this was because all those jobs that I've done, they weren't that they weren't awful jobs. I just felt awful in them. And I was the reason I felt awful in them. Most of the time, it's not, certain circumstances happen in your life and in your job and you just can't help it. But there I was the main reason. And to, in order to get out of that, I had to change my mindset take action and look inside and do what I wanted to do and figure out a way in order to do that. And so I'm like, well, if I can write it, then I can, it'll happen. It's on paper. Now I got to do it. No. <laughs> and, and what I so. love about, what I love about your chapter is you talk about dreaming, right? And it's one of those things that as we get older, we stop doing it's and one of the very first exercises I do with my clients is have them dream give I give them permission and then I have them give themselves permission to dream again and it's amazing yeah. many people will tell me oh, I haven't dreamed since I was a kid right mm -hmm. and when we take the time to dream I think it, it provides a sense of hope um, so just a little bit without giving too much away in your chapter, because we want people to buy the book and read it. Right. Um, just a little bit about this concept of what if. Um, what if is about actually asking yourself 
so a good example. A lot of times we pretend we're happy, right? Is our in our adult lives as kids, we walked around totally oblivious that there was any problems, you know, well, most of us, I mean, it, you know, at a, a really young age, you just go, you know, running, you know, full force out in the world, just everything's new and exciting. And, you know, you pretend you can be anything in the world. And then as we get to be adults, we get stuck a lot of times doing things that we think society wants us to do, our parents want us to do, things like that. And I, I think that if we stop and say, hmm, what if, what if I can pretend that I'm a, I don't know, what did I call it last time? A paper folder in a, <laughs> a paper folding factory. And that was my dream job. Like, what if I pretend that I can do that? And I find a way to do that. So when I find a way to do that, then I'm happier. And so what if we start pretending that we can do anything we want, just like as we were kids, because the truth is all of a sudden it's not pretending anymore. And you realize you just stepped into that role. And then you're like, Oh, this is awesome. <laughs> I, I totally agree with you. You know, I was out running this morning and listening to something and he was, he was talking about um, creativity and sometimes our creativity is stifled because we're trying so hard to be creative. And if we just sort of take a step back and just let it unfold, right. Just mm -hmm. step into the, the world of creativity, it could just start to unfold. And it's one of the things that if you are struggling in your work, if you will give yourselves over to dreaming, being creative, just yeah. allowing it to flow. Things will come to you that you may not have thought about for a really long time. You're just like, oh, I, you know, I used to be interested in X, Y, Z. How can mm -hmm. I bring some of that back into my life? And so um, yeah. it starts with a thought, right? We have to give ourselves mm -hmm. permission to, to think, to yeah. dream, to be, and let it flow. So um, Leah... Your chapter is the joy of an amazing network. Um, tell us a little bit about that. Well, in terms of the, you know, uh, I think this is actually very much related to the why I decided to be a, you know, contributor to this because uh, Whitney and I had multiple conversations not that many months ago where I was like, I, I don't know, I'm in a place right now where there's such upheaval in what I'm doing that both from a time perspective and being able to have that space and the clarity of thought to think about what would the concept be, but also, um, you know, I've made a shift from being an executive at a Fortune 500 company to starting my own small business um, in the video games industry, which is also very capital intensive. So I've been out raising money mm -hmm. and trying to be responsible for giving not just myself, but many other people um, work and putting something out into the world. There was just a lot there. It's very mercurial, it's very stressful. And I, um, had committed to sort of writing this book before, before all of this happened. And as we were shifting into that, I, I wasn't certain what my thesis was going to be. I was like, I'd agreed to do this. And I really didn't know, like, I, from the day to day, I didn't even have time to sort of see the joy because I was so exhausted. Um, wow. 
until it actually really hit me that the place that at this moment in my life I tend to get the most joy from is the fact that I realize I'm not tackling all of these challenges alone. Because over the past two plus decades, I have managed to curate, cultivate, and nurture an amazing network of people who have all been there helping me along, being part of this. And now that just sense of confidence and the fact that you've got these people forming this kind of safety net for you as you're taking on these huge challenges um, is honestly, it brings me, you know, peace of mind and calm and, and but also really joy um, because I've also had to reconnect with people that I hadn't because I've now had new reasons to have new conversations. And it's been so delightful to go, ah, oh, I forgot how much I loved talking to this person and what an amazing human they are. And um, so the whole process of going through this has given me that perspective of uh, what an amazing accomplishment it is, but also how fortunate I am to have all these amazing people in my life who, when I tell them that I'm starting up a video game studio, or, you know, pretty much everybody's like, how can I help? And I just like that is so heartwarming. Um, and that when I had that thought, I just instantly messaged Whitney. I remember and going, I think I've got it. I think this is it. She's like, that sounds great. And and at that point, the chapter was written pretty quickly. Like once I had the real the nugget of that, um, because it is so joyful. And um, and so it was like, yes, this is what I'm doing. You know, it's, it's, it's interesting that, and, and I didn't write about people in particular, but there are a number of chapters in the book that are about connections and networks and whatnot. But a recurring theme, and I think Shelly said this earlier in this interview, but I, I know I heard her say it in another interview, and we're interviewing all day, right? So <laughs> it's launch day, and so, I, you know, can't keep everything. Launch day for straight. this? The Is launch, this what launch, we're launching? Launch oh. for this. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that. Um, international bestseller. Yes. Um, you know, I have looked at sort of the history of my work history and the recurring theme centers around people, right? Mm -hmm. Even when I was in jobs mm -hmm. that were not my favorite jobs the people that I work with often were people, I, I was having fun with them. I waited tables for a while and definitely not one of my favorite jobs. Um, but the people that I worked with, yeah, I had a great time. We, we had a lot of fun waiting tables together and then after work sort of commiserating about how horrible it is waiting tables. But we, right, we <laughs> had fun doing that. And it is those connections. Um, and every job that I've had, there has been some level of the, the connections and the network with people that I work with that made it, um, it made it what it was. 
right? Mm -hmm. And so, Shelly, I, I know you have worked in sort of small offices. When I met you, you were working in a small office. Now you are a solopreneur, but you have a, a network that even as a solopreneur, right, you have a network. Mm -hmm. How does that impact how you find joy in the work that you're doing currently? Oh, it it's huge because um, not only do I work in a small office or have I worked in small offices, I'm in a, a small town and a lot of in the in central Illinois, a lot of people are farmers. Um, a lot of people, when they're working for home, they're working for a bigger, um, you know, company. Uh, so they're not a lot of them aren't self-employed. And so the network that I have um, been able to connect with um, you, Leah, um, several people via LinkedIn, and we have some mastermind groups, we have some writing groups. And these things are so important. I mean, I think they're just, they're this, the core of what I need and what keeps me from, you know, drowning as far as, you know, going backwards or whatever. It helps with the positivity, the, um, like what you were saying, Lee, like the imposter syndrome or Whitney, like imposter syndrome and everybody. Um, it's, it's funny because when you don't have your network, you don't have anybody to go, Hey, <laughs> trust me, you're really not that bad. <laughs> You know, I mean, or, you know, or you're doing good or whatever, because you were constantly, especially with the social media out there, comparing ourselves to everybody's great life or this person's like, but you, you have that core group that's like, you know, quit listening to all the static and just be you because somebody needs to hear your message and you're in this group because we all want to hear your message and we're all there to support you. So it's very, it's an integral part of everything that I do. And it doesn't, it doesn't have to be in your backyard. It's really great when you can meet in person. That is so awesome. But like you said, Whitney, we've known each other for what, three, three years or more. And I know you, if I walk past you in the airport, but I've never gotten to hug you. <laughs> so, you know, and Leah same, like, um, you know, so it, it, you can thank you, Zoom and, and everything, you know, the video. Um, we can connect and you can have a strong um, support system and network and community. And that and you you grow that yourselves, you know, through the people that you're with on there. I think. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and speaking of message, Leah um, I, I'm going to ask two questions about message. The first one I'm going to ask now, and this is about sort of, again, the message. I'm excited. Yes. <laughs> the message of your chapter, right? Just sort of, I, mean, I, I got what you, what you wrote about, but what is it that you want someone to take away from your chapter? Um, I think it really comes down to two fundamental pieces. One that the real connections like the the true connections that we make with people in our lives come because you've got a curiosity about them you've got a concern for them and it's not just about how many people are you linked in with you know because right. there can be some people who you know have 10,000 people who follow them but 
there's no real sense of actual connection there. And, um, and you can form real connections with people yeah. in kind of some of the smallest moments when you have that opportunity to, you know, be genuinely curious about them, ask them questions, offer to help, even asking them for help and getting the chance to know them better. Um, right. And when you start to form those bonds that are based on mutual respect and, you know, genuine curiosity and concern for them, those are things that, you know, you don't go into that hoping that someday in the future, you're going to be starting a small game company and you want people to be able to do you a favor, right? Like, that's not the point. You get a... You form connections by the way in which you embrace the world and embrace new people, right? And and at that point, those things will ultimately wind up paying off for you. But part of it is yes. you can't go into it for that reason, right? right. Like that's, um, I find my network helps me succeed every day, but I didn't form the actual genuine connections that I have with people hoping that they would help me succeed, um, you know, and it works both ways because there have been yeah. plenty of folks I've called up over the last six months to ask for advice, help, an introduction, anything along those lines. Um, but those are also people that if they reached out to me asking for the same thing, uh, you know, I would do that in a heartbeat. Yeah. And it's because we care about each other that also takes a while. And so like most good things in your career, you might not just see the progress on a day in day out basis. You kind of look right. back over, Hey, you know what? I've accomplished a lot over the last six months. Oh, I've accomplished a lot over right. the last two years. I've accomplished a lot over the last five years. And a network is one of those things that I don't think until I was doing this exercise that I even fathomed how awesome of an accomplishment it was that mm -hmm. I have this many people who are in, mm -hmm. you know, in my court. And I love that. Um, so, you know, those are, the, that's kind of at the heart of, of that sense yeah. of an amazing network. I love that. I love that. Uh, Shelly, same question. Specifically for your chapter, what would you like people, the, the readers to walk away um, first, I want to say how it was fun to watch Leah's face just totally light up when she was talking about her network. So, you know, right there, ding, <laughs> that's the thing. I want people to walk away after they read my chapter knowing that they can, they don't give up on this pretending as that you did as a kid or dreaming that you need to keep those dreams alive. You need to visualize them every day. You need to go inside and quit listening to everybody else, figure out yourself and take a step every single day, no matter how small it is. Cause trust me, mine have been small. Um, you know, they, they don't always, it's not always a huge leap. Um, and I think that I want people to take away that if, you know, Everybody can do it if they set their mind to it. Um, but one of the reasons you have to care for yourself, I used to have a, I worked for a private investigator who had sticky notes all over his office and it said, um, wait, what do people want? I mean, he had like 50 of them on one wall 
And I, so one day we asked, like, what, what the heck? Like, what, what do people want? And he goes, well, if I figure out what people want and I can give it to them, I'm helping them and then they're helping us. But the thing is, is that I realize is that you got to figure out what you want too, because you can't help others if you don't know what you want. And so if you feel like you need to show up in whatever capacity for all the people that you love, you have to go inside first. Like Whitney said, it's an inside job. <laughs> and that's how, you know, you're going to accomplish all of these things. And that's what I want people to, to take away is that they need to go inside and, and get it. <laughs> so you just got a twofer from Shelly on that, right? She wants you to keep dreaming. She wants you to, <laughs> you know, th think about what if, um, but I was going to, my next question was going to be a fun fact. So one of the things I like to do, in the inter no, it's okay. one of the things I like to do in the interviews, right, is we could talk solely about the book, but you want to buy the book because you want to get to know the authors, right? And so I've asked all the authors to share a fun fact. And Shelly just touched on her fun fact, having to do with working for a private eye and the sticky notes, uh, along with her answers. So I'm going to go ahead and ask the question of you, Leah. Um, well, talk about your fun fact. You said you're learning to play the drums. How did how did that come about? Oh and how is that going to help bring joy? into your life and into your work? <laughs> uh, well, uh, I think I need strong creative outlets. Thankfully, what I do for a living is quite creative, but over the last six months in particular, I if normally I spend kind of an equal amount of time on the creative and the business side, the creative has been way down here. You know, and it, it that... Um, I'm still involved with it, but it's had to take the backseat to things. And I have been musical for quite some time, but I think I'd always, you know, you take piano lessons for six months and you get sort of far and then you say, I don't know that I'm that passionate about this, or I do it with a guitar, a banjo. Like I tried a lot of instruments. Oh my God. The drums is clearly my spirit instrument. Oh. Like that's the thing is I am there and I just love it. I think animal is my spirit Muppet. So I get to unleash that. But also oh there is so much um, just sheer uh, release of frustration when you get to bang on something for say like an hour of practice. It's awesome. I would recommend it to every Everyone should buy a drum set. Like they just, even if it's just bongos, you know, or something that's there. Um because I think it's now become part of therapy, but it also then nurtures that sort of creative side, that yeah. musical side I've always wanted to have. Um, but yeah, once I found the drums and I sat down with it and was just like, okay, I, I could do this for hours. Don't pull That's me away. Don't take these sticks out of my hands. This is the instrument I should have started playing when I was eight years old, not piano, <laughs> mom. Um, and... <laughs> So yeah, I'm having a ton of fun with it. And it does, I think it helps center me to be able to get away from things. Um, and, and just, 
I'm not yet super good at them. So I also really have to focus. I have to be there. I have to back up, you know, anybody I might be playing drums for while they're doing something. And there's a responsibility of me to keep them on the beat and not forget about what I'm doing. So I can't be worried about the stresses of everything else too. And I, I just love it. So it's funny that you say that because I've recently decided to take up, retake up piano. So I was learning to play the piano. I think I probably play the piano the way you play the drums, which is. <laughs> so excellent. I'm we'll be able to have a band or oh. a, um, a, a a trio. Do you play an instrument, Shelley? No, but I'm really good at picking out a good jazz station. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I know good music when I hear it. <laughs> we'll, have, we'll have a drum and piano duet. How's that? Excellent. <laughs> I'm here for it. Yeah. So before we wrap up, before we wrap up, um, first of all, I, I just want to say again, thank you. Thank you both for being a part of the, the, the book, um, part of the contributors for um, hanging in there. Right. Again, for us, this has been for us, it's been a longer journey than some of the uh, contributors in the book who are more recent to it. And, and you guys hung in there. And for that, your resilience, your patience, all of that. Just want to thank you for that. Um, so the other message question that I want to ask you is I asked you specifically about your, your chapter, but I want to ask, what do you want the reader to walk away with in general? There are 20 stories in the book, in, you know, 19 others in addition to yours. What do you want them to just walk away in general from this whole concept of joy of work? Shelly. Who's going first? Me. Shoot. You're the only Shelly here. Yes. <laughs> who's, going first? who's on first? Um, so I think I want people to, I would be really happy if people walked away after reading it and had the confidence to say, you know what? I can do this. I can make myself happy and I can find happiness. And when I'm spreading this happiness around, guess what? Other people are gonna be happy too because they're gonna see how happy I am. And I, I really believe that after reading everybody's stories, it's going to build their confidence and let them know that they're not the only ones out there that want something more or that wanna do something more, that they, you know, there's, we, they've got another network, you know, right here too. Um, all our information's in here. They can get to us. They can ask questions. Yeah. And so I think I want them to really walk away with the fact that, you know, I can too is a, is a good, is a good mantra. I love that. I love that. Leah. And I would say to build on what Shelly was saying too, I think that the most rewarding things that bring me the most joy or have brought me the most joy or when I reflect upon them also brings me joy are the the places where I did take some risks. And mm -hmm. what I will also say, though, is that it can feel very risky to put mm -hmm. your dreams and your your kind of, say, dream career or something in front of you. Um, but I feel on so many levels, it's a bigger risk not to. Mm -hmm. 
Like I just, uh, it's you, really when you can sit there and ask yourself, what is the worst that can happen in this scenario? Um, you know, I think so much of what I've accomplished is because, you know, I went straight from undergrad into law school as we were touching on. And that wasn't the right thing for me. That was not the career that was going to bring me joy. Um, and I decided to go back to school and um, go to animation school and wound up opening, you know, t animation, video games, all of those to me. Um, and yeah, it was a risk for a while, but at the worst case scenario, okay, I could be a lawyer again. Like, you know, when you really think and you ask yourself about it, um, or just, you know, over this past year, uh, walking away from sort of corporate life and the comfort of the regular paycheck and the benefits and the various other things, you know, having somebody else order the notebook paper that's going to be in your office for you. <laughs> those little things that add up, I will say. Um, yeah, but at the end of the day, like, I, I could go back to that if I yeah. want to. Like, you know, if, if I try this yeah. for a year or a year and a half and I fall on my face and it doesn't work, I'll have learned yeah. so much. Yeah. Yes. And I will be yeah. so much better equipped to try different things moving forward. And if I yes. want to go back to corporate life, I guarantee it will still be welcoming to me, you know? And so I yeah. think there are those times when you just, so many of the folks who contributed to this book are people who really learn there's sort of this theme within it that to find mm -hmm. real joy you you have to be willing to bet on yourself because yeah. no yeah. company yeah. boss you know whatever is going to bet on you and believe in you and push you and propel you forward the way that you can yeah. and um yeah. it can be scary but honestly i think it's the the alternative is just much worse so do it like you know give yourself that bet prepare i'm not saying just like tomorrow show up and quit your job and then go do something you haven't planned for sure put in a, a, a plan for it but at the same time if there is that thing that you really feel deep down you're going to be passionate about and that is your calling is that sort of thing that serves your purpose that the the true things that give us um reason a sense of impact all of that um Joy. yeah you gotta do it i love that i love that yeah. and i think i would add to that you know i've got lots of things that i would like people to to walk away with and maybe in each segment i'll throw a different one out but sort of following up on what you guys saying that the, the, the notion of being willing to take a risk. And I agree with you, Leah, that probably the bigger risk is not taking any action, right? Yeah. We don't tend to think of the status quo as a risk, but it absolutely is. And if you project yourself down the road, 10, 20, 30, 40 years, whatever you have left in your career, and you look over it and over you know, look back over it and you don't feel a sense of accomplishment, a sense of pride, a sense of ownership, um, a sense that you, it was meaningful, fulfilling, that you got to really use your talents, that you got to connect with people. 
you know, whatever the values are that are important to you, which is a huge thing. You need to, to be in alignment with your values. If you project and that's not going to be there for you, you need to make a change. And it's okay. And Leah reminding you, that you can always go back, right? You can yeah. always go back. And th those are two questions that I ask. What's the worst that can happen? And then I ask, what's the best that can happen? And it's yeah. thinking about what's the best that can happen yeah. is where yeah. it's time to take some action in a different direction. So with that, yeah. we want to thank you for joining us. This is just the first interview segment. We're going to be doing this until uh, 1230 Pacific. So the last panel will come on at 12 noon Pacific want to thank you for for joining us i want you to stay tuned i actually didn't have anyone signed up for interviews for the next half hour and so i've got a little treat for you and so stay tuned for that but leah and shelly thank you so much again for thank, you. thank you thank for you for making this book the success that it is already go out there and keep pushing this. I want you both to be international, number one bestsellers, not just international. Bestsellers. Let's put that up there. Um, yeah. Make sure that Leah has all the kudos that can come from being an author that there, that there are. I think Shelly uh, and I achieved that together in a prior book, but we want this for you as well, Leah. And so you guys yeah. have a great rest of your day. And thank you, Whitney, for I know Shelly uh, feels the same, but you've been such a huge part of us contributing to this, getting it done, Definitely. being part of this and uh, your motivation and everything has been amazing. So I, I, I consider you a very valuable part of my network. So thank oh, you. I, likewise. Thank you. I appreciate, you know. <laughs> I appreciate that. And I'll see you guys Friday for writing group. <laughs> yeah. Fun. And you Bye. too can all talk of the joy. Yeah. Thanks. Bye all. Thank you. Bye-bye. As I wrap up here today, it's been three and a half hours, three and a half hours of interviewing the uh, authors from the book. Again, it's the joy of work, how loving your work changes your life. Um, Whitney Wiley, Jennifer Persike, and Dr. Janice Thompson. There are 17 other contributors uh, in the book. Read the stories, read the chapters, take something from it. You could take a little bit of something from each one. Some of the stories are going to resonate with you more than others, and that's okay, right? That's the beauty of a collaboration project is that everyone has something to offer. Phil, Fill, through, fill your way through it, enjoy reading it, and we would love to hear back from you. So what, one of the ways that you can do that would be on Amazon. You can, after you've read the book, leave a review there. Also, the, the interviews will be 
um, also hosted on the Life Lemons and Lemon Drops podcast and the Love Your Work podcast. You can get both of those on platforms where you listen to podcasts. You can listen to these over again. They will be cut up, so it will be shorter than three and a half hours. Take from those interviews and take from the book what you need and then take action. The inspiration is one thing. Taking action is a whole other thing. And if there's anything that I can do, please feel free to reach out and um, let's talk about how I can help you. The other thing each in the book, each of the authors has a way for you to contact them. So you can reach out to the authors that resonate with you there as well. So until the next time I have an opportunity to chat with authors, take care. Thanks for joining us for Life, Lemons, and Lemon Drops. If you like our show, please share with your friends. And if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review the show on whatever platform you listen to this podcast. Your questions, comments, and feedback are welcome. You can find out more about us at lifelemonslemondrops.com. 